Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels. And here we are for a 2020 year in review. And I don't know, I guess this is looking forward for the year to come in 2021. Oh, it feels so crazy to say that. I remember last January, last beginning of the year, I was preparing to launch the new look, the new branding for the podcast. So that was when I switched the cover art. And I had such a lineup of guests. I felt very good going into the year. Uh, I think similar to many of you, I had very like high expectations of everything to come. I was like, yeah, rock on. 2020 is about to be lit. It is about to be the best year ever. I was pumped as a mofo and ready to go. Now, reality check. There's been a lot that's happened and we're going to dive into that. Uh, Currently, I'm recording this on Christmas Day, 2020. I spent the day alone in my apartment with my pets in Austin, Texas, and what a change that has been. I am someone that Christmas means a ton. It means a lot to me. Um, You know, back when I was a kid, my mom passed away quite literally, I think, 12 days before Christmas. And so ever since then, Christmas has taken on a whole new meaning to me of Yes, I love it for all the typical things, but also it took on my responsibility to make my dad, brother, uh, to make it so we didn't, we didn't like let the sadness overcrowd the joy, right? So I was always the one to like go above and beyond to make Christmas the best season ever because it was such a hard month for us for so many years. So to be away from my family today really sucked. Did I cry when Ava Maria, I think that's how you say it, Ava Maria, yeah, came on this morning? Yes, I did indeed cry. But you know what? Within an hour, I was laughing and having fun, FaceTiming my family as they did their Christmas. And you know what? It turned into a beautiful day. I did everything I wanted to do on my own, went to this amazing hiking spot, caught up on work. Like, it was actually beautiful. It was so nice to be alone with myself for once on a major holiday and not go anywhere or see anyone like what a self what a time for self introflection reflection I'm screwing up my words here and that being said I also recognize like how privileged and how grateful I am for even just having my own apartment to be in for Christmas Uh, there was quite literally a homeless man laying out in the side walkway beside my apartment this morning just laying in the cold and someone brought him food and I heard and I saw this happening and I was like wow um, no matter what this Christmas is I'm so grateful that I at least have what I have and I have a lot in comparison so that being said I guess merry late Christmas I hope it was all amazing for you all and I hope you're rested and recharged and you got to do at least one thing that brings you joy so I wanted to make this solo episode just like a year in review You know how Spotify like wraps up your year for you? Well, I really hope that A, Let's Thrive was in your top podcast. (laughs) And then B, um, yeah, I just hope you listen to a lot of good music this year. I feel like 
Many of us probably did, given quarantine and everything, but you never know. Anywho, I want this to sort of be like that, where I'm going to wrap up some of the things that happened in my own life because, to be honest, a lot happened this year that I never shared or I only shared tidbits about because I, A, was working through it, so I didn't feel comfortable sharing about it yet, or B, I didn't feel like I had the space and the place to speak about it. Oh my god, Timber's like coughing behind me. Um, With everything else going on in the world, or C... I just didn't get to it. You know, life is busy. So (laughs) we're going to do a little life in review here. Um, It is interesting, I promise. And in it, I'm going to share the lessons, things I learned over this shit show yet blessing of a year that we have all had. So rewind, insert sound effects, rewinding of the clock back to January 2020. Right off the bat, I celebrated my birthday in the typical way of living in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania where I baked myself a cake, had so many of you wonderful souls reach out and wish me a happy birthday, and that was about it. Nothing too exciting there. Then, well, I guess actually the exciting thing and something major that I always skip over is in January of 2020, I got back my third and final test, deeming me hepatitis C free. Booyah, cue the confetti. Um, I just forget that happened a lot of time, you know, even though it was quite a major traumatic incident in my life. If you guys don't know that, you can go back. There are some solo episodes about it. But basically, in the summer of 2019, I got diagnosed with chronic hepatitis C. It's a very long-ass story that I can go into again some other time. Um, I started treatment in the fall. My markers were like over 11 million for hep C. By the time I completed treatment and got three negative test results back, all the test results were below... 15 so my numbers my levels dropped from over 11 million to below 15 which put me in the normal range um so i was cured and it's an amazing new treatment and i'm so thankful that i was able to do it that insurance covered it and yeah if you know anyone struggling with hep c might be something to check out anywho january was a good month literally all i wanted for my birthday was to be hep c free and i was so To celebrate, in February, I went to West Palm Beach in Florida for like literally two days with my best friend. It was the most spontaneous, fun vacation I've taken in forever. Uh, I will forever love that trip. Uh, In this time, I was working on the podcast, stuff like that, battling the usual seasonal depression that comes with the insane darkness and cold and snow of a Pennsylvania winter. And then in March, I was on my way to Los Angeles when everything got shut down because of COVID. Um, So Expo West, if you guys are familiar with that, I was headed there. Quite literally, they canceled it as I was two hours from my flight. So I went out to LA, had a blast anyway, did my own sort of thing, came home, and then the world shut down. I don't think any of us need to recap what happened then. <laughs> um, we all went into quarantine and there was lots of banana bread made. TikTok went booming. And funny enough, I never made banana bread and I never got on TikTok. So uh, you could say I'm not one for trends. <laughs> um, but in that time, some neat things happened. And I sort of shared about them, sort of didn't. Um, let's see. In there, I started to have thoughts about moving in the fall but they scared me, so I just sort of pushed them aside. Uh, My dog started to really suffer with a form of cancer she had, so that was very rough in the midst of it. 
Um, but as some fun and good sprinkled in there, I had the amazing opportunity to go on the Almost 30 podcast, which quite literally, like, that was a moment of happy tears, like tears of joy, because never in my life did I think that I would be on their show. And granted, it was not, like, an episode that I would do now. I mean, so let me explain. It was an episode where we discussed how my experience at their Malibu retreat the summer prior Um, And it was amazing. We got to talk a lot about it. But for instance, like now if I'm going on a podcast, the topics I would talk about weren't what we discussed. So it was still amazing, but it's still on my list to get back on the show at some point and discuss the topics that I'm actually passionate about right now. But still an amazing moment to hear myself on the show gave me like full body chills. However, the experience was dampened by the fact that my dad and brother could literally have given like they gave zero fucks. I mean, they were like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, no, you don't understand. This is amazing. (laughs) Um, So that was really neat. I actually started working with her in her program, The Ascended Alchemy, and basically it's functional medicine at its finest. She is a genius. She is a wizard. She is everything that my health needed. After the hep C was cleared out, my body was still struggling with a ton of inflammation and sensitivities, and I just was really really um still unwell after having it wreak havoc on my body for so long my hormones were deregulated and so i started working with her and we did all this testing and found so many like little things that conventional medicine wouldn't have picked up on unless we are micromanaging like super zooming in zoning in on something um but unfortunately like it doesn't work like that so with chloe we found so many things about my health that were off from gut to hormones to blood levels to vitamin mineral all the things and so with her i would work for i think we began in like april and it lasted up until september it was like six months i probably did the math wrong there but overall it was six months where we did a complete revamp of my health from the inside out the reason i did not share about this is because during this time Um, I did have to avoid certain foods that were causing almost allergic reactions in me. Um, They were causing such high inflammation levels that it was, my body was reacting to it as if it was an allergy. Um, And so because of that, my diet did have to change. And as someone with a history of eating disorders and as someone who supports and tries to connect with people in that, I could see for myself how it was affecting me mentally However, I was so desperate to heal my physical body that I just didn't, I just let it happen, you know? And I was aware that I was allowing that to happen, that I was allowing these changes for my physical health to negatively impact my mental health. But um, I didn't want to share that with you all. I didn't want to share about this health thing I was doing because I didn't want to influence any of you in a way that I wasn't yet prepared to share, right? So I didn't want to come on all caught up in the moment talking about what I was doing to heal my hormones and then have that pressure someone to start something that might get them on a slightly negative road to overthinking their food choices, to overthinking this or that. I don't know if you're really catching my drift here because I don't really know how to put it into words because On one hand, I needed this healing for my physical body after the hep C, but on the other hand, I'm still now recovering from what it brought up from my past with disordered eating. So that being said, 
if you're someone going through this right now, I 100% sympathize with you. I feel you. I'm still like working to find the balance between how do I maintain physical health with mental health being my main priority. And so that was something else I was going through at this time. And in the midst of it all, um, podcast growing, working, local jobs. And then I decided to start ADAPT, which is a health coaching program. This is another thing that I don't think I actually shared anywhere. Um, And to be honest, it's because I was just so self-conscious of it. As you guys know, I left college after one week because it was not the path for me. And I still stand by that. I would not have thrived in college. I would not be here where I am today. However, um, I also had a lot of shame around it because part of me was like, why couldn't I stick it out? Does that make me dumb? Do I lack motivation? Do I lack, you know, like that drive? Um, Because then after coming home from college, I attempted to do IIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Before I say anything else, I want to say I have so many friends who have done this program. They're amazing human beings and they are amazing coaches helping so many women. I personally do not like the program because of how they teach you um, and the diet culture that is still ingrained in it. My friends that do it, they took what they did from the program and they're now helping people without diet culture influence. I think the program overall is faulty in that it does promote diet culture in some ways. So I personally chose to not continue with the program. However, I felt a lot of shame because I had invested the startup money. Um, I had told everyone, oh, I'm going to be a health coach. And then boom, it's like, oh, what happened? Oh, I decided not to do it anymore. So when I found ADAPT, it's different. It's a very um, high stakes program, I suppose you could say. My voice is rising in pitch right here because what I mean by that is that it's hella expensive. Um, Quite honestly, it was the cost of if I had gone to like a semester of college um, because it is such high end education and dedication and program. I mean, you have to commit like 10 hours a week to it. Um, because what it is, is in the end, you become a board certified health coach. So with a lot of these programs, such as IIN and others, it's, you get certified through the program. This one that I'm doing adapt, it was created by Chris Kresser, who founded the first functional medicine Institute in California. He's certified in all the ways, did all the schooling. And so then he created this program, um, in correlation with others. And so to pass it, you actually have to pass like a board exam. Uh, So this is not something that the program says, like, oh, you signed up and you finished all your materials, great, you graduate. It's like, no, you sign up, you pay the money, you do all the materials, you pass all of our tests, and then you take this test for the board, and if if they deem that you passed from registered officials, then you can become a coach. So it's quite intensive, and the reason I didn't share that is because, once again, I didn't want people to feel any sort of outward pressure of, you know, health coach is the way to go, or this is the program to take, or like, why are you talking about eating disorder recovery yet going to become a health coach? Like, there's so many moral thoughts going through my mind, even as I'm saying this now, and I honestly don't know how to go into it too in depth in this episode because I'm already rambling too much, but that is something else I started. It's something I'm still working on. And my end result, my end goal for it, my end vision is to allow this certification, if I can pass, to be whatever I want it to be. So whether that's working in conjunction with 
a licensed professional such as an RD or a nutritionist um, working in a medical setting as a supplemental coach or working in my own practice as a I don't even know what I call myself coach because I'm never going to be the one that's diagnosing you. I'm never going to be the one that's walking you through testing, anything like that. My more so thought is how can I help educate people on the 360 view of health, mind, body, spirit. And so we'll see where that takes me. Anywho, that's a little wrap up of everything I was doing in that time. And then fast forward to August, September, I took action, decided I wanted to move started applying, started looking. By, I think it was October, I was moved down here. And since then, you guys have been pretty up to date if you've listened to recent episodes about how I've started work here, the mental, emotional, physical struggles I've gone through of, you know, having symptom flare-ups and battling with just loneliness, overall depression, anxiety, but also all the good. Um, So many beautiful friendships, so many beautiful opportunities, new relationships, trying new things. I feel like these past, I don't know, maybe, I I don't know if I've been here two or three months. Somebody help me with this math. (laughs) I'll have to figure it out. But however long I've been here, like I've grown and changed more in this time than I did in all the rest of 2020. So that is exciting to me because I wanted somewhere that pushed me. I wanted somewhere that kept pushing me to grow and to evolve. And that's exactly what this move has done. So I'm excited to see where it takes me in 2021. Um, yeah, so there we go. I feel like I just got so fired up. I was rambling there. I probably talked way too fast, probably didn't talk quite loud enough, but hopefully it was okay. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I guess now to go over some of the things that I sort of learned, uh, things I struggled with during this time, maybe they go with you. I'd say first and foremost, since we were just talking about it not too long ago, is that idea of prioritizing when it comes to health. So for so long of my life, I prioritized physical health over everything else, meaning I would do whatever it took to prioritize my quote-unquote physical health, whether that was body image related or not, over anything else. And this year has taught me that I actually want to prioritize my mental and my emotional and my spiritual health over physical, you know, not not even over it. I just want them to have a bit more priority to them. So that means choosing to sleep in a bit more versus waking up extra early, taxing myself with not enough sleep, and then pushing myself through an intense exercise before a busy day of work. Um, And on that same note, I started to realize how deep of a connection there is between mental and emotional health with our physical health. So in June and July, I forgot to mention, but with everything else happening in the world, I also had to make the decision to put my dog down after a very long and hard battle with cancer. Um, It's hard to explain, right? Like I feel if you've ever had to put your pet down, you can understand that feeling. There were a lot of things in our circumstance that made it much harder for me to deal with than I thought it would be. Um, And I really did not handle that well, coupled with a lot of other things going on in my life that I won't get into here. And I found myself just so sick again with symptoms that were reminiscent of when I was struggling with hep C, you know, the extreme weight loss, the fatigue, the, um, the depression, the like dry skin, all these things that manifested because mentally and emotionally, I was so unwell. I was so distraught and anxious and upset 
that it was manifesting in my physical body. And when I moved here, the same thing happened again, where I started losing all this weight, my hair started thinning out, I was so tired and fatigued, I had bags under my eyes, my skin started to erupt, my stomach was so upset. And, you know, physically, I was like, what is causing this? And then I remembered, oh, it's not my physical, it's not my external causing this. What's going on? Oh, my phone alarm is going off. Oh my God, of course it is. Anyway, I forget where I was going with that. But basically, yes, I realized the tie between mental and emotional health with physical is very strong. And that by me not taking care of my inward anxiety, depression, fatigue, like all those things, it was manifesting in physical ways. Okay, and then let's see, some more up there, uppity there, thoughts and lessons learned. And one I know a lot of you will relate to is expectations. As I said in the beginning, I had the highest expectations for this year, like finger snap high, high expectations for 2020. I think most of us did if I remember the energy from the beginning of the year. And what I've learned over time and after discussing with multiple friends is that expectations can be a real bitch. You know, they can be great, right? Like you can expect so much greatness of things. And sometimes it happens and then it's like, yay, happy. A lot of the times it doesn't happen, (laughs) right? Like expectations can be great until you let them dictate your happiness or your feelings of self-worth, or insert any other word there, right? Like, I think at this point, I prefer an intention. Like, I intend to grow my business this year versus what I did last year, which was an expectation of, I want the podcast to hit X amount of downloads. And my thought behind that was, if it hit X amount of downloads, I would finally feel legitimate. And guess what? Like, I did not hit X amount of downloads this year. I almost did, but I didn't. And instead of being happy with the fact that I almost hit that deadline, that that X amount, that expectation, instead, all I could think about was, I didn't hit that expectation. What the hell happened? Like, what is wrong with me? I did not do enough. So that's just one instance right there where expectations can be great until you let them dictate your happiness, success, insert any other word, I'll say it again. Beyond that, Another one that I've repeated so many times, you guys are probably so sick of it. I promise last time for 2020 (laughs) Um, is change is the only constant. And with that, I believe that plans should be fluid. So for instance, when we plan everything out, where are all my type A control, like let's plan everything out people, right? This is me. This is me. I know it's many of you too. When we try to plan everything out and when we try to control it by said planning, it almost always comes back to kick us, bite us, whatever in the ass, right? Like it almost always changes. And this goes back to how are you setting those expectations for something around these goals, around these plans? And, you know, the the underlying truth is that change is the only constant, right? So we can plan, we can try to control, we can set expectations, But everything is changing all the time. And so if we don't allow ourselves to be fluid, if we don't allow there to be any wiggle room and we're just rigid, then like that's when it gets iffy, right? That's when things kind of are, they go off course, we get upset. It can lead to so many different things. So that's another one. Uh, Let's see, another 
another of these amazing lessons I'm giving you right here right now is that goodbye is hard, but avoidance is not the answer. And while this may seem very specific of like, duh, Emily, you just moved across the country. Of course, like this was a lesson you learned. I actually think it applies to many more of us than we realize, right? So how many of us had to say goodbye to a loved one this year? I bet everyone did, right? How many of us had to say goodbye to a pet that passed away or that we had to move away from? How many of us had to say goodbye to a job and coworkers that we loved? How many of us had to say goodbye to an in-person community at our fitness studios or at our work that we loved? How many of us had to say goodbye to a relationship or a significant other when we realized it just wasn't working out anymore? How many of us had to say goodbye to a friendship that we realized was no longer working? How many of us had to say goodbye to a place we loved because we suddenly had to move or we could no longer afford to live there and we moved back in with our parents? Right? Like there are so many ways we say goodbye every single day. And I don't think we, we realize like how important it is to actually say goodbye, to actually find closure in these instances, whether it's, you know, capital T trauma or lowercase t trauma, big or small, all forms are valid. All forms of goodbye deserve closure. And I think for so many of us, we don't do that. We don't recognize it. Instead, we just distract we, or, do we, or we just avoid it. You want to know why I had this lesson dawn on me? Because I, I planned on moving across the country without saying goodbye to anybody in my family except for my dad and my brother. The only reason most of my family members found out was because we had an unexpected uh, family gathering, literally the day before I was moving across the country. And I was too scared to bring it up. I was too scared to initiate goodbyes until my brother or my dad said something about it. Then my aunt heard. And then before I knew it, half my family knew. And once you know, I was in so much pain giving these goodbyes because I finally realized like, fuck, I'm going to miss these people. And so that's like a major instance for me, right? Where I was avoiding saying goodbye to Everyone I loved because I'd rather avoid it, pretend like it wasn't happening, than face the pain that I knew was to come. And that's, a, that's like a bigger example, right? But there are so many ways in our day-to-day that we just don't allow ourselves the closure that we deserve. And that's when things build up. That's when we have breakdowns. So yes, that is a big lesson I learned. And I hope that's making you think about some things that maybe you need to find closure on as well. And my last one before I wrap this up like a pretty little Christmas present is that trust your intuition. This year especially, I feel has pushed so many has I feel has pushed so many of us to go within and in that to hopefully find our intuition. I have made so many good intuitive calls in the past year or two of my life since I've started to embrace this new way of living. And in that I've also made so many quote unquote bad decisions because instead of taking time to go within, to listen, and reflect, and trust my intuition. Instead, I made rash, or direct, or unexpected decisions, which most of the time would later lead me to say, why the fuck did I do this? (laughs) Right? Like, why did I give in to the, like, to the instant? What am I looking for? Damn it. 
to like the instant answer, instant solution. Like why, I, why did I do this rather than like go within, trust, give myself time? And what I found is that over time, like when I do trust my intuition, when I, when I follow my intuition, because I'm coming to trust it more and more, it leads me to the most magical places. I have so many stories. You guys have heard me talk about them. I have shared many of them and I have so many more. If we ever get to meet in person, I guarantee like we will just end up talking about so many intuitive stories. This is what always happens when I meet you guys. <laughs> when I meet like an Instagram friend in real life, we get over the usual chit chat and then it's like we both start sharing about intuitive stories and I love it. Those are my favorite things to talk about when you trust your intuition and the magic happens. But that's something I've really had to lean into and learn this year because I've gotten like quite a few bitch slaps in the face from life when I didn't follow my intuition and it either resulted in pain for me, pain for others, lost money, lost opportunities, um, some like major fuck up moments, whatever it was, there was always a side effect (laughs) of me not trusting and not following that intuition. And so it's something that I will forever be learning and forever be reminding myself to lean into. And so it's just something I want to leave you with at the end of this episode. Um, As you are wrapping up your own year, as you're heading into a new year, just remember like fundamentally there is no, not any difference between one year and the next besides your mindset and how you decide to embrace life. You could choose today before it's even January 2021 to enact this new year mindset of like, what are you doing moving forward with your life? This isn't new year, new you. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Like, it can just be same you making, sub, making some small changes, shifting your mindset, right? Like, there can just be small things you do. And small things are often just as important as the big things. Actually, often they're more important than the big things. <laughs> so just remember that. I hope this hit home with you. I hope it wasn't too boring. I hope I didn't ramble. Hopefully I didn't talk too fast, even though I think I did. And I just wish you all the best for the days to come. As always, feel free to reach out, connect. I love to chat with you guys. Hit me up in the DMs. Let's connect. I'm on there at Emily Feichels, linked below. And with that said, enjoy your day, wherever you are, however you're listening, whatever time of day it is. And yeah, much love, much appreciation. And I guess I'll say it, but happy new year.